everyone. Welcome to the new episode of On That Note with Parker Whirling. Today's guest joins me from Costa Mesa, California. He's good friends with the previous On That Note guest, Delta Dagger, and he's got a new EP out called Forgetting All of My Passwords. Please welcome the Judd Zingle Project. What's up, man? You got a nice setup there. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, I I tried to uh, get it all hooked up for this. It's my first time uh, using kind of this mic setup for Zoom. So. All right. Well, Aiden Dancy from the Judd Zingle Project, thank you for coming on and chatting with me. I appreciate it. Of course. Thanks for having me. There it is. There's that noise I was telling you about. (laughs) Oh, that's them taking out all the the recycling. That's all the bottles (laughs) jingling around. Judd Zingle, I found out about you because of uh, Delta Dagger, who I had on last week, and uh, John's such a sweetheart. Uh, I love that you guys uh, work together on your project, uh, Count to Four. How did you get to know John, and what made you guys work on this together? Um, So I knew John in college. We weren't really good friends, but he was in a band called Savage Henry that performed you know, almost every week and we'd go to see, see them play. And, uh, so we knew each other in college, but actually didn't really connect until after we both graduated. And he recently moved down to Newport, which is close by me here in Costa Mesa. And we started chatting and just wanted to, uh, do some, some collab stuff on, on some music things. And, uh, and then that, uh, that cover, that cover song that I did um, was part of a project for our other buddies' uh, music website and kind of m- music label called Redefining Records. And there's kind of a, a group of us um, in there that all make our own music. And Andrew Schultz, the the man behind uh, Redefining Records, kind of came up with this idea of each doing a cover song of each other's um, music. So, so I chose, uh, John's count of four and, uh, yeah, that was a super fun one to work on. That's so cool. Yeah. Uh, Andrew messaged me on his redefining records. I didn't know that, uh, he put that kind of thing on. That's really cool. Shout yeah, out to, cool. to Andrew at redefining records. No, definitely. Definitely. It's a great podcast. Uh, and yeah, you did that one. That must've been really cool. Yeah, I, I did that podcast too. That was, uh, that was fun. I think that was, one of the first, uh, one of the first ones he did. So, so it, it was, it was a little rusty on, on my end, but, uh, it was super fun. Oh, that's all good, man. It's all a learning process. So for counts of four, when you were work, were you working with John, like with Delta Dagger? So John sent me over kind of just the basic chords of that song. Um, but for that count to four cover, that was, um, just, just on my end doing that one, um, I got the chords from John and then kind of just reworked the song from start to finish. Um, kind of just came up with my own drum loop for that one and tried to um, just kind of take the song in a in a different direction. Um, yeah, but, how did you yeah. work on, like, you know, the fact that you know this song already and it's your friend? Like, how, yeah. did, you, how did you go about making sure that you honored his version but still made it your own no no definitely yeah john's john's version of the song is is super great um and uh john is a much better guitar 
player than I am. Um, he, he, he just shreds on guitar. And so I kind of stayed out of the way on that front. And, um, I guess I ma- made this song a little bit more, uh, a little slower, um, a little more Mac DeMarco y, um, kind of tried to keep it as simple as I, as I could. And, um, just kind of slowed it down with with just very basic like chord, chord progressions and melodies on that one to kind of just maintain the awesomeness of that that track. Did uh, did John hear it at all before it actually got published? Did you let him he hear? He didn't. It? He he didn't actually. No, no. That was when that was one of the cool things of about that project in general that. Uh, None of us heard each other's covers of the songs until they were published. Um, so, it, so it was awesome to see what what people were doing with it. And that whole that whole process probably took about two weeks. It, it was kind of a hard deadline of two weeks. So, um, it, it, Andrew Andrew really wanted to stress just you know thro- throwing these songs together um, and you know just have a strict deadline on that to just force us to throw something down that's cool i feel like if you have a loose deadline you're a lot less likely to get it done yeah yeah for sure for sure so you put out your newest ep uh forgetting all my passwords two months ago yeah yeah. i've been listening to it a lot the last couple of days and taking it in it really gives me like lcd sound system uh plus morrissey vibes (laughs) Thanks, man. Uh, Thanks. Appreciate yeah. What are, what were some of your major influences going into this? What were you listening to while you were making this record? Definitely. Um, so so that EP, I I was definitely influenced. Yeah, heavily by L- LCD Sound System. That that first title track, forgetting all my passwords, was kind of um, an experiment that I did probably three years ago. I wanted to. Um, create a kind of driving synth line similar to LCD's style. Um, but I wanted to do it in a, in a six, four timing. So, um, kind of different there. And that, that was kind of the original experiment and it kind of created this, um, kind of disorienting and kind of confusing, um, rhythm to it that I really liked. And also Metronomy. I'm not sure if you've heard of Metronomy, but uh, yeah, uh, Metronomy is super awesome, and, and that was definitely an influence for me on that one, just in terms of the dry sounding drums and just kind of very little reverb on on everything, and um, more more kind of disco-y um, style to it. So metronomy and LCD sound system, I was listening to a lot of um, when I was making that. But that uh, that first track, forgetting all my passwords, I I actually made um, probably three years ago. I did a version of that, and I I originally put it out, and my my production skills were less than par that long ago, and I I just wasn't really happy on how the the sound of it turned out. Um, I really liked the the song, but I definitely wanted to rework it. So um, this year, I I kind of just started from scratch on it and remade every single part. Was there any part of that process that you were like, when you were redoing it, 
where it felt hard to recreate some of those parts originally because there's times when I love a song that I'm working on and then I don't come back to it for like, you know, four months. And then I'm like, well, I could just, I still like the song, but I could re-record it better. And then it doesn't necessarily hit as hard. Did you go through that process? Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. There, There's definitely some parts in there that I that were in the original recording and I just, um, strayed away from entirely. Um, and it's always, it's always funny going back to rework tracks cause I, I hear them and I, and I honestly just don't know what I originally did for them. So it's a lot of, uh, relearning, um, synth melodies and guitar parts mm-hmm. and, and lines, And it, it was was a slow process in, in that aspect for sure. Um, but also fun too, to just totally switch up some things, um, and just make it, just make it sound better as a whole. Yeah. What synths are you using? Cause they always sound so good. Oh, thanks man. Um, well recently I, I finally pulled the plug on a Juno 106. Ooh, um, okay, yeah. that, that's my, I, I, I got that one this year. Um, before I was using, um, this other synth I have, it's, it's a digital synth. It's a Roland, uh, JDXI. It's a digital analog kind of crossover synth and, and, and it, gets the job done for sure um it's more preset based though and um you can't really get into the specific tones of that one um and i've been looking at buying a juno for a very long time and yeah finally pulled the plug on it and uh that's what i've been using on on most of my things now and that thing is hard to make sound bad to be honest. And it's, and it's very straightforward, really easy to use. Um, and so, yeah, I've been obsessed with that thing. Yeah. Congratulations on your Thanks, new man. baby. <laughs> That's my new baby. Yeah. It's such a great feeling when you get a new piece of gear that you can just spend days toying with. And it's almost like that new piece of gear, like brings along new inspirations of what you can make now. For sure. Yeah. I, I definitely feel that. Yeah. You don't want to like go too overboard and like constantly buy things though, so so that you come exactly. up with inspiration. Exactly. Yeah, I try to refrain on that sense. I try to limit my limit myself, limit the tools I have. So, did you approach this new EP any differently than the way you approached other projects, like a writing process differently, or maybe something different about the recording process? Yeah, I I would say overall I really tried to keep it simple. That was kind of the the mantra of, of that project. And oftentimes I feel like I add too many layers and things get very cluttered and muddy. And I really tried to limit myself to, a, you know, a certain amount of tracks that I had down there and really concentrate on making each instrument sound um, really good in itself. Um, so, so that was kind of my, my philosophy with that EP was just keeping it really simple, um, and making each instrument sound as good as it could get together as a whole, um, which I, which I think really, really helped and just helped kind of put me in a box and limit 
limit the amount of possibilities that I could could I that I could do with it. Um, so yeah, that was kind of that was kind of changing it up for me on that aspect with this EP. That's funny. I feel like giving yourself limitations almost gives you more freedom to to work on something. It's like if you have too many options or not a clear idea of what you want, then you're going to end up being pulled in all directions and spread thin. Whereas if you say like, like that's interesting, your first track, you said, I want it to be kind of like uh, LCD sound system, but in six, eight timing. Well, now you have a pretty solid foundation to start with and be creative from instead of just being like, oh, I want to make a song today that has exactly yeah yeah i think each one of those songs actually kind of started from from that that concept like uh the song what does it mean started from which gives me very strong cake vibe uh, oh nice nice uh um i appreciate that that one started from literally just throwing on a metronome and grabbing some cowbells and laying down some, some cowbell hits. And that was kind of the, the basis of that song was trying to create a rhythm and beat through these cowbells. So I had the, had the bells laid down and then added a super simple kick and snare and a shaker. And that was kind of the, the base of that, of that song. Um, and and then I and then I just picked up a bass and started jamming over that uh, rhythm and kind of found this very disco-y kind of funky bass line and that was kind of the skeleton of that song at that point. Yeah, it's so groovy. I love that song. <laughs> Thanks, man. All right. Well, let's uh, go over to the last five here. I'm just going to ask you five quick questions and we'll be out of here. For sure. Sounds good. All right, Aiden. In the studio or playing live? Right now, I'd have to go with playing live because I honestly have not had too much of an opportunity to play live. I've only done a few gigs. So if and when things open up, definitely going with playing live. Yeah, and everybody's itching to get back out there. Yeah, for sure. All right, question number two is, what's the next piece of equipment on your wish list? Oh, um, for me, probably... I kind of have most things that I, I need right now. Um, next piece of gear would probably be a set of Fender noiseless pickups for my Strat that I have because my room here in Costa Mesa gets a lot of electromagnetic interference oh, whoa. C- coming into my Strat so I can never get a clean recording of my guitar. There's always just a bunch of noise in it which is super super frustrating so i i want to invest in a set of those uh, noiseless pickups actually john from delta dagger brought over his his strat with with noiseless pickups the other day and it it is as clean as it gets in my room which is which is awesome so that's probably the next purchase for me that's a very practical purchase <laughs> exactly exactly yeah yeah it's one of those things like you know i could get a new phaser pedal or I could actually get something that will help my production considerably. Exactly. I, yeah, the, with the pedals, you can get so carried away on. I, I really try to limit myself with those. I think I only have like four, four or five. But um, that's great. Yeah, can easily get carried away with those for sure. 
I went down the Earthquaker rabbit hole and oh, got nice. like and got like five, uh, which was too many, and uh, starting to like slowly sell some. But um, that's sick, man. Yeah, I heard those are great pedals. They are. They definitely are. I really love the company. Like they're so innovative, and they always yeah they're they're always putting out weird shit, and uh, yeah. just the design of them is also really cool. Nice. I was looking through your Spotify photos and <laughs> I was like, I think we have the same guitar. So I had to, I had to double <laughs> oh check. Oh my God. Oh, no way. Oh, that's Do you Brad. have this exact guitar? I have, um, I have, similar to that, I have, I've got a Guild semi-hollow guitar. Mm -hmm. um, it looks, it's, it looks very, very similar. I have it right here, actually. Yeah. Do you it. know what year it is? I don't, actually. Cause they look like like they could be like a year apart. Okay, they do look a little different. Um, yeah, this like this one same... I got in high school. I was in the uh, the high school jazz band. I played uh, guitar there and uh, got this guy, and uh, I love it. I love it. Super nice guitar. I love a hollow body. I actually got a uh, a Mustang because I like really always wanted. Uh, like uh, you know a rock and roll guitar not like yeah, yeah. this hollow body jazz feel and i still probably use the guild more anyway just because i don't Sounds know something so about hollow body it can like it can get jazzy and low-key but then it, you can also rock out on it too mm -hmm. no definitely I, I feel like i'm a very uh rhythmic guitar player too i i i I play more chords than I do play melodies and, and lead guitar lines. So that semi hollow really fits that style. Yeah. Same here. Actually, that's probably, that is probably why <laughs> I didn't even think of that. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. All right. Question number three, what's on your musical rotation right now? Um, on my musical rotation, um, I've been listening to a lot of Wunderbar. Um, I know the they're name. a kind of punk band out of Boston. Um, super awesome. I've been listening to a lot of d definitely metronomy. Metronomy is always in rotation. Um, I know Interwave. the one. Oh, dude, Interwave. Don't get me in started. Interwave's great. Um, yeah, I, I saw them live a few years ago at the observatory here and they, just totally blew me away. They're, they're amazing. Um, and the way they incorporate, you know, synthesizers into their live set is super inspiring. And, uh, they almost have a kind of strokes mm -hmm. vocal style to them too, which is super awesome. Um, yeah. So Interwave definitely. And then what else? Um, I've been listening to a lot of Kevin Morby, Oh, you just put out a new album. Um, yeah, you right? just put out a new album. And uh, it's weird because I, I generally don't listen to that much, that much kind of folkier music. Um, and he's, I'd say he definitely is, you know, more, more folky. But uh, yeah, I've been really digging Kevin Morby recently. And, and that new album in, in particular, that uh, song Campfire is really solid. Nice. I'll listen to it because yeah. I've seen I've seen like one of the music videos from the new album and it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, super cool stuff. 
I'm glad you mentioned Interwave, man. Like, they are such a huge yeah. band for me. I got to see them at Tropicalia Festival oh, no way. last year. Yeah, and they, like, blew me away. I've loved them for, like, a few years now. So getting to see them live was was awesome. You wouldn't even know that they were playing in, like, the middle of the day. They were playing yeah. like they were the headliners. That, that's that's awesome, dude. Yeah, I, I would love to see them again. Yeah, the dream is to get them on this podcast. So I'm just put, yeah. putting it out there, if anybody knows in a way, <laughs> can get I'll, me in. Yeah. Also, uh, Tropicalia, that uh, that festival looked pretty awesome. Had a lot of uh, artists that I, I wish I could could see there. It was the best lineup I've ever seen. And really? like, personally, for me, everybody, I got to see like every band I've wanted to see the last yeah. couple of years all in one day. It was <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was fantastic to say the least. Yeah, they had they had it all, didn't they? Yeah, all of the uh, Mac DeMarco-y, you <laughs> know, in, in, indie rock, you know, surf rock bands were were there. Um, exactly, it was awesome. Yeah, sweet. Well, question four: What yeah. is who is your dream artist or producer to work with? Hmm. Honestly, I don't know too many um, producers offhand, but I, I'm going to go with uh, James Murphy of LCD Sound System. He's a uh, an amazing just sound engineer, and uh, I, I know he works on a lot of different projects. He, he worked with Arcade Fire, um, and yeah, I, I'd, I'd have to go with him. I've kind of had a, a set obsession with, LCD sound system and and uh, James Murphy's you know DIY approach for for a while. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with him on that one. I think that's a good call. You guys would definitely do well together. <laughs> I was talking with another artist, local opener, yeah. about James Murphy, and he was just yeah. like blown away by the fact that he got in to music like way way late in his life. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, there's no reason Crazy. to think that you know, your time is washed up. It's like this dude yep. is old and he got into it and he still created music that young people are inspired by. Insane, right? Yeah. Super cool. If you ever, if you ever talk to Andrew Schultz um, from Redefining Records, ask him about his email to James Murphy. He's got a great story on that one. Ooh, I'll yeah. just, uh, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. That's a, that's a funny story. I love that. Yeah. I'm definitely going to ask him. From Andrew Schultz from Redefining Records giving him yes. another shout out. Yeah, yeah, another shout out there. All right, man. Last question here, and then we'll be out. What do you think is a perfect album front to back? Oh, man. So I, I, I was recently on John John's podcast, and we did a review of the drinking game podcast yeah the drinking game I'm podcast doing it tonight oh dude. nice nice yeah. it, it's fun it's fun um and i chose the album lonesome crowded west modest mouse's first first album and from start to finish i think that that is just a great album there's you know a, a lot of kind of punk influence in that and then also um very you know pretty sounding vocal melodies and then back to screaming and then yeah um you know touches on, on a little almost like metal i would say it, it it covers a lot of ground um but it it's the most kind of vulnerable and um 
you know, authentic sounding album I've heard. And uh, Isaac Brock of Modest Mouse is just an incredible lyricist too. So I'm gonna have to go with that one. I'm waiting to, uh, I'm not really a uh, vinyl nerd. I, I, my, my dad's got a record player and I'll, I'll, I'll buy an album here, here and there. Um, but that's one I would, I would definitely purchase just because start to finish, it's amazing. Yeah, that's funny because I was talking with uh, with him about that exact podcast. He was like, oh, yeah, yeah, my friend came on and he was telling me about Lonesome Crowded West. So I went and listened to it. I didn't finish it. It's so long. I was pretty Yeah, shocked. it's a long, yeah, long album, a lot of long songs, too. All of their songs are like, you know, four to six or seven minutes long. Yeah, it was not what I was expecting. And I, I mean, I only know float on by yeah, yeah, modest yeah. mouse and like dramamine which is a great song but um i never listened to that album and the first song was sick and uh but it definitely sounded like you know what would be the first song to an insane album like where exactly. it just goes in all yeah. these different directions yeah. yeah yeah definitely check that out definitely check out that record for sure it's, it's a good one and then also check out um They've got a mini doc on about the making of that record on YouTube done by Pitchfork. And it came out a, a while ago. Um, I want to say in like 2013 or something, but uh, super interesting kind of learning about the history of that record too. And just the, the history of that band, you know, they, they started just mm -hmm. so, so young and uh, just got in a van and started touring um, and just grinded it out. So. Yeah, they're, they're, they're super inspiring for sure. I love a good music documentary. Those are all <laughs> Yeah, fun. yeah. The album I'm going to choose for uh, John's podcast tonight is In Rainbows by Radiohead. Oh, nice, nice. That's a classic one. Do you have any tips for me before I go on? Anything to expect? Any tips? Um, yeah. Don't spoil it for me, but uh, um, any tips for sure. Maybe p pace yourself with the drinking if you're going to drink. Um, <laughs> yeah. I felt like I was, I was kind of cranked by the end of it. So, um, but yeah, it, it was, it was super fun. Yeah. John's super easy to talk to and uh, great concept for, for a podcast. And yeah, it, uh, yeah it, it gives you an excuse to just dive into some history of, of an album too, which was, which was fun to do. That's so cool. Yeah. When he told me that I was like, I'm game hundred percent. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man stoked for you thank you yeah well aiden from the judd zangle project thank you for coming on and talking about your music the process and all that good stuff uh and i'm glad that we kind of got to meet via uh john from delta dagger definitely i'm excited to do the podcast i'll let you know how it goes and uh like i said thank you again for coming on man it's been a pleasure thanks for having me dude of course i'd uh, love to have you on again yeah sounds good man all right we'll see you soon See you later. Bye. Bye. Like the